Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Alex Brookman. Alex, you are found on the web at alexthestrategist.com, uh, where you are the uh, the founder of Brookman Executive Consulting. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you very much for having me, Josh. It's a, it's a pleasure to be here. For sure. Originally from Germany, uh, you, your home is now in Vancouver, British Columbia. And uh, tell me about the impact that you have in the world, what you do. Well, if we talk about my personal life, I'm raising a two-year-old, which is a challenge every day for me to grow as a father and to do a better job every day. And if we talk about business, um, my impact is I help business owners um, create roadmaps to achieve the success in their businesses that they envision. Yeah. And, and how do you do that? Most of the time, people think that strategy is kind of a secret sauce or something that is really complex when we talk about business strategy. So I'm not talking about marketing strategy or something like that. I'm really talking about the overarching strategy of a business. And, and what comes to mind often is kind of different terms like competitive strategy mm. or something like that. And there are a lot of people out there that make strategy something really complicated um, mm. which makes sense because you can earn a lot of money with it. But I believe in making money with making something difficult, easy, so mm. that everyone can actually embrace it. And strategy as a, as a discipline is actually not very difficult. But most people that run businesses don't have, um, let's say, a management background or anything like that. So they've probably never really come across these tools and processes that are not really difficult um, in their life. But if you don't know whom to ask or where to find them, it feels like you're hitting a wall and you're not getting through it. So what I do is I help these entrepreneurs and business owners um, with a few simple tools, help them um, how to use them, um, help them use them to define where they want their business to be in, let's say, two to five years time. It totally depends on what their time horizon is. Then I help them to identify the core elements in that vision, in that description of the future status quo of their business. And we make them measurable so that they can track their progress over time. And then we ask ourselves, what is it that we actually need to do? And what is it that we need to stop doing in order to drive those measurement criteria into the right direction? And that is basically how you create a strategy for a business. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, thinking of maybe some of the earlier, you know, strategic processes that you would want to take a client through, are there any that would translate well to a podcast or audio, maybe, uh, you know, some sort of an exercise that, that can kind of get the juices flowing? 
Absolutely. So when you, when I'm you so are, happy you said that, by the way, because it would have been a very boring interview <laughs> if you said, no, sorry. <laughs> not happening, Josh, not happening. <laughs> if, if you imagine a house or an old Greek temple that has a roof and several pillars that the roof is um, basically held up by, um, then you can just imagine writing your vision, the future state of your business, something that you want to achieve in, in a few years down the road. If you take that and write that down and put it into that roof, that roof needs to be held up by several pillars. And the pillars that you, um, that you create are what I call your strategic projects. It's not necessarily something that you do in addition to your daily work. That would be weird. Your daily work actually should drive those um, projects forward or should be those strategic pillars. So if you imagine, for example, um, you run a podcast and you would like to monetize that podcast, you need to ask yourself, what, does it what do I need to put in place in order to make that work? And these things that you need to put in place, those could be the strategic pillars to achieve that goal of having a um, well-known podcast that creates the funds that you and your family need in order to pay the bills for example. Mm -hmm. So, and one of those pillars could be um, find high profile guests for the podcast. So, and you ask yourself, so how do I do that? Where do I find these people? How do I get in touch with them? How do I vet that they are the right ones to be on my podcast? And you do this type of work for every one of these pillars. And in the end, you translate an idea, something that you would see if you could time travel your vision into your reality, into your daily work. Mm -hmm. If you do that, the magic about that is that basically everything else you realize is just not a priority anymore and you stop yep. doing it. And it's so liberating to stop doing things that you maybe at some point in time have thought they would be important. Yeah. But at that point in time, you realize they, aren't sh they are shiny objects and you focus your full attention on those things that matter meaning those pillars that hold up the roof. Yeah. You know, I feel like that there's, Alex, there's likely someone that's listening to us that has been on social media and they see someone that they know bragging about some kind of recognition. Maybe they got to speak on some stage. Maybe, you know, who knows, right? Uh, oh, yeah. they have a lot of followers. Oh, they started a TikTok and now they're bragging about 100,000 views or something like that. Um, great for them. <laughs> yeah, Congratulations. I love what you said. You know, it's like, listen, it, it's like, and, and I've had, you know, I, I do one thing, right. And, and I, you know, a la atomic habits, right. I just keep on showing up. I keep on doing the one thing. And I will tell you though, like I just had this one, uh, you know, connection and he was bragging about how he was verified on, you know, social media, these social media channels. And I'm only verified on Twitter and I can't get the other ones. And it's, it drives me crazy. <laughs> but then I think of it, I'm like, in the grand scheme of things, like I love my life. Like I, yeah, it's really easy. I think in today's social media world to get jealous of things then I don't think you really need or want. I mean, come on, if we're being honest, you know, you're doing all right. You don't need that thing. Social media and a lot of opportunities around, let's say, entrepreneurs out there are created in a way 
to fuel FOMO. And that's mm. how they work, how they operate. That's how they function. And that's how they make money. And that's totally fine. But the moment you understand that, that this is actually a business model, you can just opt out and be like, hey, what you are offering me here is nice. It probably works for a lot of people. It just doesn't fit into my business strategy. It doesn't support any of my goals. It doesn't yeah. match any of my priorities. And if you realize that at that point in time, there is no FOMO anymore. There's only JOMO because you lean back and you enjoy missing out. And that is pretty cool. The moment you realize that all these other people's strategies are just other people's strategies and they don't have any influence in you anymore. I love that. What did you say? So there's, you know, instead of FOMO, there's, you know, it's just like, uh, wait a minute, I, I, you know, JOMO or JOYMO or whatever, right? That, you know, the joy of missing out. Uh, you know, I, I heard someone else talk about, um, you know, don't participate in battles to which there are no spoils. And sometimes we can get roped into debates, you know, yeah. political debates or whatever. It's like, cool. If that's really what you love to do for enjoyment, I guess have at it. But for me, it is so not worth it for me. You know, I, 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 there is so much liberation in freedom. You know, when, when somebody says something and you vehemently disagree and you don't want to get into it with them, you know, to just go, well, maybe you're right. <laughs> And then just kind of move on on that kind of thing. It's like, you know, I've only got so much patience. I, I, I posted on social media some time ago. I said, I feel like I'm at that stage in life where I'm at the bless your heart stage of life when it comes to people's foolishness or nonsense or distractions or shiny object syndrome, you know, kind of stuff. You know, people telling me, oh, you really ought to be hanging out on Clubhouse or you really ought to be doing this. It's like, Rock on with that. Good luck. You know, bless your heart. You know, in the, in the South, by the way, that's a very loaded comment when you say bless your heart to somebody, uh, which I have adopted. have been down here for 15 years. Uh, it's, it's a kind way of saying, uh, eh, eh, get out of here. <laughs> and and just, just because it works for them doesn't necessarily mean it needs to work for someone yeah. else. And if it works for them, I'm actually really happy for them because a mm -hmm. lot of things that work for some people yes. and for some businesses they don't work for your business necessarily. Yeah. And um, everyone needs to find their own strategy. It's always better to become an original, paving your own path, because that is success that is made with intention rather than accidental success, which you yeah. can't leverage, you can't repeat it, you can't scale it. So if you, if you become an original, then this is, is owned success and you really, you really deserve it. How can you use some of these principles? Maybe, you know, you've got a you know, different framework for decision making, um, particularly, let's say, when you've got a leadership, you know, leadership's getting together um, and you've got differences of opinion. Like, how do you how how do you come to consensus? How do you come to is it just that the CEO ultimately weighs all of the input and then the CEO makes an executive decision or do you have any I don't know, better, better, better framework bit. other than that. Let's unpack this a little bit. So let's assume your business is not run like businesses were run in the last century. Right. Then a conscious leader, a conscious CEO builds a team around them that has opinions and influence and strengths. And if they say something, we better listen. We actually we actually ask specifically for their input. That's why we want them on our leadership teams. Um, 
what would you, the question that you just asked, Josh, is absolutely at the core of every successful business. Mm. Because when you create a business strategy, it is not about consensus necessarily. It is not about um, finding a way to make everyone happy in a leadership team. That's not how functional leadership teams and successful businesses operate. In successful businesses, people feel invited to contribute their thoughts and to engage in a positive conflict for finding the best way forward. And that does not mean if I win, if I am right, you are wrong. Or if I win, you lose. Mm. That's not what this is all about. It's about fighting for the best way forward. And in that process, feeling heard. If people feel that they are being heard, they are way more likely to contribute even if at the end the decision is making the decision made is not necessarily what they suggested but the reason that they were heard that they feel that they had a role in the decision making process still is motivating enough for them to then give it their all when it comes to um, implementing the decision of a leadership team and this is especially important when it comes to business strategy, because just imagine what happens if you don't do that. Let's assume there's a five person leadership team. And let's say the, the head of sales goes back to their team and is like, so guys, this is the new business strategy. That's our role in it. That's our part of bringing it to life. And by the way, just saying, I think it's a stupid idea. I was not in favor of that, but I need to sell it to you now. Guess? What happens? I mean, this strategy is doomed to fail from the very beginning. That's not how it works. Instead, if you have an an open conversation, everyone in that leadership team will afterwards be able to support and back that strategy up and Mm. help everyone in their team understand what their role is in making it a success. And that person will be held accountable by by their peers. And if, if if you create something like that, um, it's it's the best way forward for many businesses because in the end, it means we all know how we contribute to making a business strategy a success. We all back it up. We're in it with everything we have. Yeah. Um, your book, Alex, uh, is uh, it, it's the strategy of legacy. Um, and you go through the nine elements of organizational identity. Who is this book for? And what is the transformation that occurs in that leader, I assume, <laughs> that, uh, that, that is consuming this book and implementing its strategies? So the book was written based on more than 15 years of running strategy project projects in larger organizations mainly, but also in small organizations. So I basically asked myself, how can I take all the experience that I have in helping leadership teams drive strategic projects and create new business strategies and translate it into a framework that people can understand even if they don't have extensive academic background in strategy in leadership and management. Mm. So that's what this book is all about. The book is written for leaders that are not naturally born strategists. I Mm. help them through that process of defining and implementing and leading, leading change and leading strategy. It is, it is a book that was read, written, uh, that, was, that already was kind of read by about 50 um, executives around the world. Some of them 
lead large organizations, other lead smaller businesses. And the common tone is that reading the book, it is free of jargon. It helps people to focus on the, on the big picture, not on just one tiny element, let's say, for example, value creation or you name it, but the overarching framework of how you define the future trajectory of your business and how you actually implement it and make it work. So the book is full of examples and exercises that you can just take and run with in your business. Yeah. At what point, Alex, do does an organization or a leader say, I, I need to bring Alex in? Typically, so the big businesses, they have um, even a strategy department. These are people that do nothing but um, preparing the next strategy cycle, and they are typically looking for input. So they would bring me in and I would help them define the next strategy cycle, how you go about it, and I would facilitate that process or help them facilitate the process. Most of the people I actually work with aren't large corporations because these huge businesses, they suck you in and you all, and without you even realizing it, all of a sudden you work 80% of your time for just one large corporation. So yeah. instead of going down that route, I work a lot with smaller businesses that are somewhere in the one to five million ballpark mm -hmm. and would like to move, like grow their business. And they might have even tried to do different things with, with other consultants, with other coaches, and realized that those are probably just kind of tiny fractions of, of the entire picture. And they tried it. It might have worked to a certain degree, but they realized they need deeper knowledge. They need a framework and, and tools that they can use in their business once they stopped working with that coach. So I'm not coming in and telling people how to run their business. That's not my job. My job is to facilitate the process to help them understand how they can create a business strategy that works for them without copying mm. stuff from other people. Yeah. And once, once I've, I've finished working with them, and very often we're literally talking about only a few days that I engage with them. After that, these entrepreneurs or business owners are able to use my tools and run without me. My job is not to like bite myself into an organization and suck as much money out of it as I can. My job is to enable these people, yeah. give them what they need so that they can run without me afterwards and be as successful as, as they can possibly be. And sometimes they would ask me to be kind of a sparring partner or an accountability partner over maybe three or four or five or six months. But that's not necessarily what everyone needs. Most people just need that, like, like a kickstart with the right tools and the right processes that they can go through, sometimes even without me, with their teams, and off they go. Yeah. Alex, your website, uh, again, is alexthestrategist.com. Uh, your book is called The Strategy Legacy. So if you go to alexthestrategist.com, click on book, you can see the book right there. Uh, is there anything else that, that that you would recommend that people do uh, when they are on your website? Um, I'm really glad you mentioned the book because, but right now it's not available yet. So we're currently mm -hmm. in negotiations with publishing houses. Um, but the concept of the book and um, the the core framework in it is available on my website, both in the in the in the blog section. There are articles about it. But I guess even more importantly for business owners, what you guys want is 
some actionable tools. And there are free resources on my website, most notably what I call the Intentional Strategy Toolkit. It's an entirely free 24-page document that guides you through that process that I just talked about. You don't even need to work with me. You can just download it and answer those questions in there for yourself on your own. And it guides you through that step-by-step process. It's entirely for free. Download it, do something with it. Um, and you find it right on my landing page or on the resources page of my website. Alex Brookman. Again, alexthestrategist.com. Alex, thank you so much for joining us. Josh, it was my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.